Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. I am your host, Daniel, and we're live. Well, it says live on the nice little thing at the bottom, but we're not live, but we're going to be. So yeah, what, what do you reckon? Today on the show, we are going to be talking about... Do you like it? AEW New Year's Smash. We're also going to be talking about that god-awful show on Monday night. Did anyone watch? I did. Seriously, Raw was... I had it on... I think I watched it Tuesday, and it was... It just kept going and going and going. Honestly, my shift at work went quicker than watching Raw, something that we're supposed to enjoy. Anyway, we're also going to be talking about the big story of the week, which was Drew McIntyre contracting COVID, as well as we also found out some other wrestlers had previously contracted COVID um, in September time from AEW. We're going to be talking about the Matt Riddle and also the Ricochet contract situation, which has been one of the big talking points in wrestling this week. So, where should we start? Right, basically, um, as you can see, because you're watching the show, um, we are basically going to have a do at streaming the podcast live. I mean, we've been doing podcasts now for, what, two years, something like that, two years. Um, if you're with us on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, nice little ticker at the bottom. If you've been with us on that, then I just want to say thanks. But I don't know, I myself have found that I've started watching um, podcasts on YouTube. And like When I'm working, I always listen to podcasts throughout my shift. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. But I don't know, I do enjoy, I think it adds a little bit more to watch. You know, like watching someone whilst they're talking about the points. I mean, like, to so say if there's a podcast that I do like to listen to, um, when I put it on YouTube and they've got, like, the face and, like, something, I will stay and watch it. Whereas if, I don't know, as if it's just like what we used to do, where it'd just be the logo of the podcast. Do you know what I mean? I'm not really going to sit and put that on my nice little TV. Proud of that one that I've got behind me. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be trying to... I know one thing as well, by the way, before anyone says anything or tweets us about this. The camera quality, yeah, is terrible. For a £1,000 laptop, yeah, it's not the best camera quality, is it, the built-in? So it does look like I'm going to have to buy a camera as well as this nice new microphone. Um, but, yeah, so the plan is... I, this is basically... I've not really done um, a podcast, do you know what I mean, where it's... Not just audio. Normally, I'm sat here swaying on my chair, slumped down. I'm going to have to sit up straight for, what, 45 minutes, half an hour, which for me is going to be a really um, <laughs> a really big job. But I'm going to give it my best. Have you seen me swaying? Just, I don't know, you're just going to have to crack on with it, aren't you, really? Um, but, yeah, so the plan is over the next weeks and months, um, we're going to be trying to go so it's live. Do you know what I mean? So we're actually live, as it says down there, live. So that is going to be the aim of the game, to get live. And um, we're going to be trying to... St- I've opened up a Twitch account, so we're going to be on Twitch, um, live on YouTube and live on Twitter. So do look out for that. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're up to almost up to 900 subscribers on YouTube, so I just would like to say thanks to everyone so far who subscribed. Well, this podcast, as always, will be available um, via audio at Apple, Spotify, and Google, yeah, so I was going to, I normally plug everything at the start of the show, but it's on that nice little ticker, so for the people who are listening on audio, they're probably thinking, what is this guy going on about, but hey, find us on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch the show in beautiful non-HD, camera is the next thing I'm going to have to get ordered, Um, but yeah, so, well, we're going to get into things in a second, but I just want to plug Teb's podcast, Um, Teb's, we had him as a guest 
reviewing some of the bigger shows last year, WrestleMania um, and the Royal Rumble. I'm hoping to get him on the show to do a Royal Rumble preview um, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully that will actually be live so you can maybe have some contribution with that show. But yeah, so basically Tebs, um, he's been he's a big, big movie fan. As I found out when I went to New York with him and I'm thinking, do you know what I mean? What can we do here? Tebs went to, well, I'm trying to think what he did, if you're watching this, Tebs, sorry, but you took us to, like, to loads of spots of, like, movie scenes, stuff like that, I think he took, did you take G, he took um, our mate G to a movie movie museum, so yeah, Tebs is a big, big movie fan, um, so he's got his own movie podcast um, with Com that he does on his own feed every Sunday, but he's letting us put his show on this feed as well, so if you were looking at your feeds and you saw the Wonder Woman I'm going to test myself here, Wonder Woman 1984, is it 1984, 1984 review, that was Tebs and Corn reviewing the show, so check them out, um, find Tebs on Twitter, it's at Northern Tebs, and the Twitter for his movie podcast is uh, at Movie Chef Podcast, I think, sorry if I've got it wrong Tebs, but yeah, you'll find Tebs um, at Northern Tebs and find your way for his podcast from there, he will check out his Wonder Woman review. Do you know what I mean? I listened to that when I was trying to work out whether or not I should watch Wonder Woman. So, yeah, check out four tabs. Swaying already. I just clocked myself swaying. I thought, don't do that. So, my granddad would say, sit up straight, Daniel. So, I'm going to do my best for that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the podcast in beautiful non-HD. Get a drink out. Get a nice drink. I've got, I'm English, yeah. It's an English podcast. So, a nice little China cup, yeah. Nice little bit of coffee in. So, I know it's not professional to drink on her, but... Who said anything about being professional? So, have a sip of your drink and enjoy the show. Oh, coffee's never... I put a sweetener in my coffee and it's just... It's not as good as sugar. Not as good as sugar. But, trying to cut out on the sugar, so... Gone with sweeteners. Mm, Not too good. Right, so... Where are we going to start? So, we'll start with the big stories of the week. And, unfortunately, it's the big stories everywhere for the last, what, nine months. And that is the COVID situation. So, um... Monday night, I was sat just messing about on Twitter, inboxing a few people, and it came up on Twitter. WWE announced that Drew McIntyre had contracted COVID-19 and his main event match against Randy Orton would be taking place at a later date. Um, so yeah, all we know about Drew, he obviously he appeared on Raw. He um, He's meant to be facing Goldberg at the Royal Rumble. Now, that match should really still go ahead. Um, he's got to isolate, what is it, is it 10, sometimes it's 14 days, sometimes it's 10 days, but say if it's 14 days, that will give him what, until the go home show um, for the Royal Rumble, so he'll probably do a little angle with Goldberg on that show, ready for their big title match at the Rumble, so yeah, it's a shame for Drew, um, but it was weird watching WWE actually tackle the issue, because normally they don't really mention COVID, do they, uh, is that the first time they've mentioned COVID, they might have mentioned it briefly, Um but they did actually mention it. Drew McIntyre came on Raw and said, look, I've got COVID, um, wear your masks, stay safe and all that. Um, so, yeah. And then later on the show, he cut a promo on Goldberg. Um, also, that's been causing up a bit of a stir on Twitter. A lot of people say, oh, everyone everyone goes in on WWE when their wrestlers contract COVID. It's just it's just life at the moment, isn't it? And everyone, everyone probably by now knows someone who has contracted COVID, like personally knows him. I know I certainly have. Um, so yeah, it's WWE are doing the best. If they're gonna run, people are gonna contract it. If AEW are gonna run, people are gonna contract it. So 
Um, news Kit Jericho said on his podcast um, this week that he actually had COVID in September. Um, so straight away, obviously, the Twitter mob was there. It's like, oh, no wonder he was doing concerts around that time. So, yeah, maybe not the best idea. But, yeah, Jericho did say that he did contract COVID. And also Nick Jackson um, of the Young Bucks stated that he contracted COVID. Um, if you remember, like, building up... Do you remember when the... Before the FTR match at Full Gear, the, um, they sort of was, like, acting a bit heelish when they were super-kicking Alex Marvez... And Tony Schiavone, yeah, the superkick Schiavone. And basically, if you remember one of them, the backstage segments, it just showed Matt Jackson and a foot. And that foot was clearly not Nick. And um, yeah, so he while that was going, he was at home with COVID. He apparently had it quite badly. Um, a lot worse than Drew, who, as he stated on Raw, hasn't been having... I can't get used to being on camera. Um, he hasn't had too many symptoms. So, yeah, Nick Jackson had COVID in September. Jericho had COVID in September. Drew McIntyre has it now. And I'm sure they will not... They're definitely not the first, as we found out when loads of WWE wrestlers had it during the summer. Uh, Lance Archer also had it in AEW. He was due to face... Was he due to face Moxley? Yeah, he was due to face Moxley, I think. And um, he had to get pulled from the show. Um, that was around September time as well. So yeah, I'm sure for the upcoming months, um, matches, shows are going to be played with COVID and matches are going to have to get rearranged, unfortunately. But that's life. If I can't go to the pub, then if someone has to miss a wrestling match, then... So you got... Worse than that, little girl, little girl, she can't even... I know, like, listen, we've got quite a few listeners in the States. I think in the States, um, kids are still allowed to go to school, aren't they? My little girl, she's... In a reception, first year at school. Do you know what I mean? I think that personally, I think that's quite a big year. They've they like learn the sounds. Do you know what I mean? Alphabets, numbers. That's where they learn all the basics. And she's missing out on that. Her mum's doing the best um, at home while I'm sat here recording wrestling podcasts, checking out wrestling shows. And mum, bless her, is sat at home trying to teach the little girl. Um, homeschooling, I believe they call it. But hey, do you know what? Today, actually, I'm going to play a bit of Peter today. In the UK, it was been raining, snowing everywhere, and I had all oh, I've not they're, they're drying somewhere. I had the waterproofs on about four layers. There's snow flying everywhere, rain flying everywhere. I don't know what this was, but anyway, it was flying everywhere. I was absolutely soaked. Um, so yeah, and I'm probably gonna get soaked because after this, I'm gonna go back out and do a run. Need to achieve something during lockdown, so might as well get a bit of exercise in. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my life story. Um, so, yeah, COVID. Nick Jackson, Chris Jericho had COVID, and so did Drew McIntyre. The second biggest story of the week, I've seen a lot of talk about it on Twitter. Some guy, some guy was like, oh, no, he's already signed the contract. Listen, The Sun reported that Matt Riddle and a few other news outlets reported, I think, was it Meltzer, reported that um, Matt Riddle had signed um, a new three-year deal with WWE. I think it was reported it was a $400,000 contract, which... What's that about? Eight and a half, eight and a half grand a week. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Um, they reported that he'd signed that for three years. I was a bit gutted when I heard that because although Riddle is like Riddle, Matt Riddle actually, although he's like, do you know what I mean? He's doing all right. He's in the mid card on Raw, or he's in the mid card or whatever. But for me, he's just I don't want to see Matt Riddle lose. Like on this on Raw, he lost to Lashley. Yeah, I don't want to see Matt Riddle losing to Lashley. WWE just don't appreciate the guy. For me, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last few years, I've always been a big fan of Matt Riddle. For me, the guy should be a, he should be one of your top guys. I remember the first time I saw Matt Riddle, and um, it would have been, I'm trying to think, it would have been 
live a progress show in 2017 um, in sunny Manchester. And I was like, even my mate who came here isn't a wrestling fan. You'll have seen him on the vlogs, actually, G. Um, he was like, who's that guy? And I was the same. He just, out of all the guys that came out, he was a star. And he, he, he's just, a, for me, he's like a once in a once in a decade sort of wrestler. He's obviously had his um, UFC background. But I just think the guy, the guy is great. He's an absolute star. Or he should be. Anyone, only Vince McMahon would look at this guy and think, Comedy act, mid-card comedy act. Do you know what I mean? If he was in AEW, yeah. I'm a big WWE fan, yeah. But if he was in AEW, I'm sure those guys have all worked with him on the independent scenes. Countless WrestleMania weekends I've been lucky enough to see. I tell you what, speaking of this little story here. But you're thinking, this guy's going on. But anyway, right. So, 2018, New Orleans, right. We are at, we went to go and watch a WrestleCon show and Rev Pro. So Rev Pro were having a show, and we'd left the Progress show to go to Rev Pro. We missed. At some point during this weekend, there was a lot of drink. It was, hey, it was New Orleans, do you know what I mean? I'm a young guy. It was, it was a lot of drink going on. Um, but we, let, we we missed. Three years later, if this match would have been taking place, I would have made sure that we was in the building. We missed Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. Terrible, terrible decision to miss that match. I mean, I think it was a blood sport match. I think it went about 10, 11 minutes. But still to this day, not saying it's if anyone's listening and want to get me a link to that match, please send it across. Maybe it's on YouTube. Hit me up, comment, drop, drop a comment of the link to this Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay match. Because I've still not seen it. Um, but I'm sure it was great. I'm sure one day we'll see that match. Hopefully. Probably won't, will we? But hey, I'm, I'd like to think that we will. Um, but anyway, where was I even going with this? Yeah, so Matt Riddle is a fucking superstar, yeah? And in AEW, I feel like they would have him in and around the main event. Maybe like a Ray Phoenix where he's not the top... I, th- I think they'd have him as the top guy, me. I really do. He certainly wouldn't be losing clean to Bobby Lashley. To Bobby Lashley in 2021 in five minutes. But, yeah. So anyway, as I was saying... The report was that he'd signed the contract two weeks ago. Meltzer, The Sun, numerous other people. But... I think it was it Wrestle Talk. Uh, no, Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez said on Observer Live that it was the belief that Riddle actually hadn't signed this deal. So the deal was on the table, what, a couple of weeks ago, and he still hadn't signed the contract. I mean, a few wise people on Twitter was like, oh, he signed the contract. Well, I'm j- the people, they're like, oh, no, he signed the contract two weeks ago. And I was like, well, Alvarez is saying that he's not signed the contract. And they're like, well, oh, don't believe anything Alvarez said. And I thought, that you're believing the sun. Anyone from the UK knows the sun. Sorry, but the sun is basically full of shit. So you believe in the sun and Dave Meltzer. Meltzer's mates with Alvarez. So anyway, anyway, let's not get into a pissing contest here. I don't think Matt Riddle signed this contract yet, but hopefully he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. But what I was thinking was there was the whole like, don't want to get into this, but in the whole allegations of like whatever from last summer, um. WWE did quite back Matt Riddle, so I'm wondering if that loyalty might go a long way with him signing um, a new contract. But we will see. Hopefully he's not, because I really want to see Matt Riddle inside an AEW ring. So I don't think we'll see Matt Riddle in AEW, but you never know. But I do think he'll sign with WWE eventually. Um, Speaking of somebody I do think we'll see inside um, an AEW ring, and that is Rick O'Shea, Irish wrestling legend, joking Danny. No, Ricochet. Ricochet has 
Basically, he's not signed a new contract. Yeah, the the, con- the rumor is the contract offer has been on the table, but Ricochet has not signed a new blaming. I mean, this guy was like, what? He was in New Japan having matches against the likes of Ibushi, Will Ospreay. And he's gone to WWE, and he, he was tearing it up on the indies. He was like the big hot name on that, on that big indie boom 2016-2017. Ricochet was... Pretty much the top guy. I remember his last match in PWG. He was like one of the top guys in PWG. And then he goes to NXT. And he's he's killing it on NXT. Um, he had a great match with Johnny Gargano. At, I'm swaying, um, at the TakeOver on Royal... Was it on Royal Rumble weekend? I think it was. Um, they killed it with that match. He had great matches. I was there live um, at NXT in New York. Him and Alistair Black. Alistair Black, where is he? Where is Alistair Black? They absolutely killed it um, in a tag team match against... Who was it against that? I don't know. They killed it anyway. It was a tag team match. It was a great match. It was my match of the night that night. I thought it was better than the Gargano. Adam Cole, two out of three falls match. But, um, yeah. Where is Alistair Black? But Ricochet, Ricochet, I do believe that... I just can't see him signing. Why would you sign? I mean, his job into retribution. He must know he's never going to... He, he'll never even reach the Matt Riddle level. Matt Riddle's a mid-card. Ricochet, is, they've just... They've treated him like shit for a few years. I mean, when he first got called up to the main roster, he was in um, he was in like a little bit of a feud with AJ Styles, um, and he lost that. I mean, Ricochet and AJ Styles only in WWE would those two not go out there and kill it. But since then, he's been on the main roster for uh, what are we approaching like two years or something, and he really just hasn't hasn't done anything. He's like losing to Retribution every week. So if Ricochet, I mean, I'm not going to blame him if he's if the money is the main motivation, yeah, he's done his work, if money's the main motivation, maybe he'll go, I mean, maybe he'll stay in WWE, but, I'd like to think he'll go to AEW, it's not like AEW paying peanuts, he might be able to get a little bit more at WWE, but, at AEW, he's going to get a decent contract offer, and I don't for one second believe that the guys in AEW have basically came up with Ricochet, they're not going to not have him in the main event. They realise how good this guy is. And I just can't see... If Ricochet goes to AEW, he's going to be in and around that main event scene. And he's going to be on a decent contract. So if you're Ricochet, don't sign the contract. Go to AEW. I'm swearing. WWE versus AEW is the theme of the show. And I'm not biased. But I'm a big fan of Riddle and a fan of Ricochet. I want to see the best for these guys. And that is not going to happen inside a WWE ring. Right, I'm going to have another sip of my sweetened coffee, and then Dead Air is incoming. We are going to be talking all about last night's show, New Year's Smash Night 2. Cheers. <sighs> I need to get some sugar. Hey, TV's going off. I'm not having that. Hey, it's live, so I'm just going to go up. And not have this being turned off. Pinnet. Can't lose our graphic, can we here? Shut down. No. Right, sorted. We're back. We're back. We're back. Right. <laughs> hey, it's live. Right, let's get into it. Let's get into the show that I watched this afternoon, obviously in the UK. It's I'd love to. I would love to stay up. Hey, back at it's mad, right? Back in the day, yeah, when I was at school. I'd stay up and watch Raw. I'd stay up and watch... I'd just stay up, yeah. I'd be, I'd be like... I remember the first pay-per-view that I stayed up live to watch was... Would have been SummerSlam 2003. It was the Elimination Chamber where Triple H beat Goldberg. 
I would have been, what would I would have been then? I'd have been 12. Great parenting, mum. <laughs> I'm joking. I'd have been 12 and I stayed up that night to watch SummerSlam. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't have been at school the next day. It's so not too bad. But I definitely know I stayed up for, ooh, what would it have been after that? WrestleMania 20. Stayed up for WrestleMania 20. Stayed up to watch. Actually, I didn't. WWE only started showing Raw Live in 2005. January 2005, I can remember it because I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, mum, I'm going to have to set Mondays and Tuesdays off school here. But yeah, I'd stay up on this. It would have been, what, Royal Rumble 2005. I'd have stayed up, watched that pay-per-view, watched Vinnie Mac tear his quad. <laughs> that was a great moment. Sorry, Vince. And then Monday night, the night after, Batista turns on Triple H live. Gone into school Tuesday on about six hours sleep, about six pills of Pro Plus. So, yeah. But anyway, here we are now. 29-year-old man. 29, Jesus. I feel old. 29. 29-year-old man, one kid. A job, starting early, I can't do it anymore, I just can't do it. Even when I've had the I've had the weekends off, yeah, I struggle, struggle to stay up to watch these pay-per-views. I remember, what was the last pay-per-view? The AEW one on the Saturday night, full gear. Oh, I was struggling, struggling big time to stay up um, for that one. But, less of me, so Dynamite, I've watched it this afternoon, that was the short version of that long story that you didn't need to know, babe. You just got told anyway. So, the show opens up. Last week, obviously, the angle finished. The angle finishing show. The finishing show angle, sorry, was, um, it was Eddie Kingston um, beating up Pac backstage with a butcher, sorry, Bert, and with, <laughs> with a butcher and the blade um, so that Kenny Omega could beat down Phoenix. So, this week, opening the show on Dynamite was Pac versus Eddie Kingston. Um, this I thought this was really good. I mean, Eddie Kingston, he's an amazing promo, but he's not really known for his in-ring ability. But with Pac, he was taken to a very, very good match. I really enjoyed this. Um, Pac got the win um, with the Black Arrow, but I thought it was really good. There was throws, suplexes, and it looks like we're going to get the Death Triangle versus Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and Blade in six-man tag action. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be a good match. When These trio titles are coming they're coming, these trios titles. It's just a matter of... when. Let me see if the lighting's better with this. Let me have a look. Is the lighting better like that, do you think? Hmm. I'm not sure, but... Jesus, it's proper getting in my eyes. So let's have a look. Better off. Better on. Tell you what. If you're watching the video, message me on Twitter, yeah? Reply to this video and let me know if you think it's better off. Better on. But I'm just going to go with off now because these eyes... Look at this. Look at that. And all right, so that side, look at that. That is just from, yeah, that wasn't there this morning. That is just from working in the rain and cold. Minus one today. Um, anyway, Pack Eddie Kingston. This is your unorthodox review of Dynamite. Pack versus Eddie Kingston. Um, so, yeah, it does look like they're going to go in the direction of a six-man tag coming up. You'd expect, although there was the, um, spoiler alert, the Phoenix and Pentagon did get involved later on in the show. But I can see they're going to do Death Triangle versus Kingston, Butcher and Blade. But they were, as I was alluding to, they were going to do these trios titles. I think it was on the boat last year. They did state that the six-man, um, well, the trios belts were incoming. I do think that's got a good idea because they've got loads of trios teams. Uh, they've got the best friends in Orange Cassidy, Death Triangle, Kingston, Butcher Blade, um, Matt Hardy, Private Party. Just off the top of my head, there's probably others that I'm forgetting about. The Elite, plenty of us in a circle could even have. So these trios titles I do think would be a good idea. Um, so yeah, hopefully they'll come in sooner rather than later, as it will give a very bloated tag division um, 
just, I don't know, just something else for them to do, something else for them to chase. As Jack Hager said, championships. Um, but yeah, so Pack beats Eddie Kingston. And what was, I thought, a really good match. I spoke to Neil, who you don't even, Neil was on the WrestleMania podcast. I always try and get Neil on this podcast. And he's like, nah, I think I'm, I think, I think I'm, uh, I'm getting pissed on Jin. Um, so yeah. He, he never he never shows up, but he really liked this match. I think he said he went 3.75 on grapple for this um, and cage match as well. Um, I probably would go about 3.25, but Neil loved it, um, and I thought it was a good match. Um, next, we had Miro, formerly Rusev, versus Chucky T. Now, the story behind this match was if Miro wins the match, then Chucky T has to be... Miro's young boy, which he, for some reason, agreed the terms to last week for no reason whatsoever. Um, what I noticed, he changed the phrase, young boy, to butler. And I thought, mm, young boy, maybe they don't really want that on American TV. So, yeah, Chucky T will be Miro's butler in the upcoming weeks leading up to the wedding. Because I'm sure, as it was a surprise to nobody, Miro squashed Chucky T in under five minutes. And, yeah, they took away Chucky T as it went off. I've got in my notes here that... This, although, like, AEW do have some good themes, obviously, Jericho f- with with uh, the Fozzie theme. Um, there is, I love the Kenny Omega theme. I hear the battle cry. You didn't need that, did you? Some other themes as well, which I do like, the new Jungle Boy theme, of course. Um, but some of them are just a bit a bit bland. Like, Pax theme was a bit bland. Like, Lance Archer, I didn't even mention that in this amazing review. Lance Archer came out at the end of that Pac match, and the music hit, and I was like... Whose music's that? And I've been hearing this music now for like nine months, but it just doesn't like stick. It doesn't stick some of these um, theme songs. And Miro's, again, Miro's music is just not, it's not that of someone that I think should be um, a, a potential star, a potential main eventer, and I think will be um, in AEW. But yeah, I suppose that's a small thing. But if you think of Rusev, Rusev, Miro's music in WWE, it was music, da, 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 da. do you know what I mean? It set off the Rusev Day chant, so... Yeah, what am I going on about? But hey, I think some of the people yeah need less generic theme music. But hey, um, so after Miro beat Chucky T, we get the Inner Circle coming out, and the Inner Circle they're going to give us their New Year's resolutions. It was another one of these segments with um, the Inner Circle that they're a bit cheesy. They're not great. They're entertaining though, aren't they? So I mean, they go to each wrestler say what they want. Hager, which was like the joke of the uh, segment, was that Hager wants championships which was funny. It was funny how he said that. Um, MJF wants to strengthen the bond of the group and become better friends with them. And he wants to get rid of fat people. <laughs> He's a prick, isn't he? But yeah. So MJF's aim of this year is to get rid of fat people. Um, lovely. Um, Jericho says that he and MJF are going to win the tag team championships. And I've got in my notes what happened to Hagerwich. Sammy Guevara clearly was thinking. But before that, Santana interrupts. Um, Jericho, and he says, when they first formed the Inner Circle, that him and Ortiz were seen as the tag team of the group. So what's going on? Do you know what I mean? Guevara then cuts in and says, Jericho, you're a tag team slut. This would have been a building full of people. We did get, like, the wrestlers chanting it, but we would have had 10,000 people chanting tag team slot at Chris Jericho. But Guevara, he, lo- he lose the right thing, because him and Jericho were a team. Um, what were they called? Least sex gods or whatever. Um, Jericho and Hager. If you remember, this is where it like sort of like about three months ago. If you remember, Jericho came out. I think it was it was after his feud with Orange Cassidy had finished. Jericho came out and said that him and Jake Hager were going to go for the tag team belts, which didn't really it didn't really work out that way, did it? But hey, um, but 
the end of the thing, we found out that next week, Jericho says last week, Hager and um, Wardlow settled their differences in some friendly competition. And that's exactly what they were going to do. Because next week, they're going to find out who is the official tag team of the Inner Circle. Because it's going to be in a triple threat tag team match. Not seen one of these um, outside of WWE for a while. It will be MJF teaming up with Chris Jericho, taking on Santana and Ortiz, taking on Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. For me, I think MJF and Jericho will win that. But I'd be going with Santana and Ortiz. Um, yeah, so after that segment, they all pose together. They all give the... Hey, I can actually do that. Yeah, all these hands are dirty from this winter cleaning today. They all, I can actually do that. I can actually give the signal that they gave. They all give this um, as they finish the segment. Um, next, we get an interview from the Dark Order. I think this was the first time that the Dark Order have been on TV since, obviously, the sad passing of... Brody Lee, and they basically say from this point going forward, everything that they do is going to be in the name of Brody Lee. Um, Hangman Page is in the background drinking, and basically John Silver says he wants to interview Hangman Page, but he's just been a bit too like of a fanboy. So Reynolds takes it over, and they basically say that next week the Dark Order are going to team up with Hangman Page, and after that match, they're going to ask Hangman Page if he's going to join the Dark Order. I think that'd be a good way to go. We're trying to get the Dark Order, if for anyone who watches um, Being the Elite, I'm sure a lot of you do, all the stars of that show. Email from the Premier in. Cheers for that. Um, they're the stars of that show, and they were getting over baby faces before this, but nobody's going to boo the Dark Order when crowds do come back after everything that's happened. So Hangman Page is the most... For me, before we got, before this whole pandemic thing started, Hangman Page was the most over babyface on the roster. I think he'd be even, he'd probably be champion by now, if I'm honest. Um, but I think it makes sense, maybe not be the leader, but I think Hangman Page should be, I think have him join the Dark Order now. A few months ago, it would have been him turning heel to join the Dark Order, which wouldn't have been point, would have been points. But now, Hangman Page, John Silver should be, pl- let Hangman Page go off. Do his own thing. It could be Hangman Page of the Dark Order, yeah, in about six months, nine months, whenever fans are back. Hangman Page and the Dark Order can clash with Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers. I can do a bit of hand Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Hangman Page and the Dark Order. That sets up a great feud as we come to the end of the summer. But maybe hold up. I don't know. I think they should do that. After Omega goes through Moxley, goes through Pack. I think the next challenger that makes sense would be Hangman Page. I'd like to see that match in front of um, fans, though. They were clearly saying the match at Full Gear was really good, but they were clearly saving that for a big main event world title match later down the line. Um, after that, we get a video package for the main event. Um, Darby Allen and Brain Cage. This match has been built up. I'm sure I feel like they've had the match at some point, but maybe they haven't. Um, but the video package is just showing basically the nine month, nine month. Yeah, because when um, Brain Cage did he debut at the. Uh, that, what do they call the Battle Royals? I can't even think what they call them. The stupid Battle Royals that AEW do. Back at Double or Nothing, um, back in May, that was when this feud basically started. And yeah, it's come, they had a nice little thing in the background, Never Say Die. And yeah, this was a nice little video. Some at AEW, at first, they were doing some... The video package on the Road 2 shows, as we were leading into the first Dynamite, was fantastic. That, going back to the first match on Dynamite, was Cody against Darby Allen, And that... They had a great little video package going into that, and I think they need to get back to that, and they did on this show because we had two little decent video packages. Um, then we go to backstage. The Elite are being interviewed. It's the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Don Callis. Don Callis basically says, do you know what? The Young Bucks are stars. They can go out to their own music. So Kenny Omega comes out to that great entrance that he's got going. 
and um, he did like a bust and he was like new japan new japan which was a bit weird um but hey hidden wall and all that third wall sorry um so don Callis comes out and he basically says now let's get the tag team champions out the the good brothers the good brothers come through the crowd and they are going to team with kenny omega to take on danny limelight griff garrison and brian pillman jr for people who don't know last week during the spot if you watched being the elite you would have known this um Nick Jackson, Jack Jack Evans comes down on Nick Jackson, and basically Nick Jackson fought the way that he landed, that he'd broken his leg, um, but he's just heavily bruised, I think, by the looks of it, um, so, yeah, so the, obviously this show was taped the night after that, so they didn't risk it, and the Good Brothers replaced the Elite in this, and um, the Young Bucks in this match, so it was Omega teaming with the Good Brothers, um, while backstage we got in the little picture and picture and the young bucks were stood with tony khan shaking their heads as they walk off now weird thing in this during these matches yeah on fight i oh know that, that's the fight logo pause but on fight we're supposed to like i pay 4.99 a month um and we were supposed to like get the matches through the commercials but we didn't actually get that it just so while you in the states were getting picture and picture live on tnt I was just getting that look. I've been watching that logo all day. <laughs> that logo, every time there's an advert, is what comes up on fight for like four minutes, three minutes, whatever. Which was weird because normally it doesn't. But yeah, so we missed a big chunk of this match. But some notes that I've got, I thought Danny Limelight, you will have seen him on New Japan Strong if you watch that show. And um, he's also on Dark. Um, he looked really good in this match. I really like the look of him. And if they've learned anything from the... Um, what is it? is it, Ben Carter, Ben Carter, then they need to get this guy signed before WWE come in, but maybe they will, maybe they won't, um, but anyway, Magic Killer on Danny Limelight for the win, obviously he's the guy who isn't signed, so he was always going to take the pin, um, we get a three-on-one beat down Kenny Omega, basically Moxie's music hits, and then they all beat up Moxley, but Penn and Phoenix made the save, but I like how the commentator said, they're not making the save for Moxley, they're making the save for AEW, because um, obviously we've got the whole AEW versus Impact thing that looks to be starting. Um, but obviously, I think that is a nice little setup because obviously after... We're, I'm assuming we're going to get um, Moxley. We're going to get Moxley v Omega, aren't we? At Revolution in February. And then after that, obviously, Pac has beat Kenny Omega in singles action before the only one to do it in AEW except Moxley. But that wasn't like official, was it? Um, so the match coming out of that is probably going to be... Um, Moxley versus Pac, I mean, um, Omega versus Pac, who knows though, they might even do Omega v Moxley on this beach show, but I don't think they will, I think we'll probably get a big tag match for um, that show, um, so yeah, Penner and Phoenix made the save, Moxley did a tope suicida, which was like interesting, but the books are out and they stop Moxley from attacking Omega, but they turn around, I thought, oh, a bit of Moxley and Young Bucks uh, interaction, but they turn around and Phoenix and Penta super kick to the Young Bucks, taking it back. They've been feuding for what? Well, on and off for like 18 months. They had that great ladder match back at All Out in August 2019. And yeah, so it looks like we're maybe getting Phoenix and Penta versus the Young Bucks. Maybe with the Good Brothers thrown in. Who knows? Maybe another triple threat tag team match. But everyone's having a good old scrap. And the slimy toe rag heel and his manager, Kenny Omega and Don Callis, do one to the back. So yeah, that was that. It was a, it was a lot to take in during this segment, which is a bit like this podcast, but um, there was a lot to take in. There was a lot going on, and yeah, so we'll see where it goes. See where it goes. They've obviously got the Beach Bash show, which I'm sure there'll be some matches involved with this. But hey, 
We'll see, we'll see. Um, we get a segment, there's a lot happening on this show, isn't there? We get a segment, um, it's like a Cody Rhodes in the waiting room. Now, I've not seen one of these waiting room segments, but from what I've heard, they're meant to be really good. And it was, it was fine. It didn't offend me. I think it will work in getting Britt Baker over. She's really good at it, but she basically gets the guest on the show. It's like, there's like a live crowd, like laughing. It's more live than this podcast at the moment. Um, but... We basically get Jade Cargill, she slaps Cody, Red Velvet comes in, they have a brawl, and then randomly a video comes on the screen of Britt Baker attacking Thunder Rosa from weeks ago, but Thunder Rosa comes on and says that Tony Khan says that this match, which was by the way scheduled to take place on this show, will reserve um, will reserve opinion on what why that match was taken off, but they say that this match was too big to happen, so it's going to happen at Beach Blast in on February the 3rd. I think that'd be a good match, I think... Give Britt Baker the win and have a go after Hikaru Shida at Revolution. As I said, I didn't hate the segment. It was different. And it'll get Britt over even more so than she's. It'll keep her over, which I suppose is the main thing. Next, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus FTR. I thought it was a bit weird that um, Luchasaurus wasn't on the show. Take of that whatever you want to. Uh, we get the debut of the Jungle Boy music. The Jungle Boy, um, that Tony Khan tweeted out that he bought the other week. That was the debut of that theme. Great theme for Jungle Boy. He's going to get over massively when crowds come back with that. Um, it was a nice match. There was like more high-flying than I would have thought because Fear the Revelation, Fuck, fuck the Revival, whatever they're called, um, said that there wasn't actually going to be any flips in this match, but there was. Uh, Marco Stunt looked good in this match. Jungle Boy has improved massively, as you'd expect with the experience he's gained from wrestling weekly on Dark and on Dynamite over the last, what, 18 months, something like that. But yeah, it was a nice match. It was fine. Um, they take out Jungle Boy, hit their thinner. It'll always be... I, I nearly said it'll always be the Magic Killer, but it wasn't actually. Was it called that in WWE? What was it called? Give us a reply to the show on what it was called, because I don't know. Um, but yeah, they hit the finish. I'll put up. They hit the finish on uh, Marco Stunt for the three. It was a nice match, and the right team won in FTR. I need to take a breath. I need to take another little bit of this coffee. A lot more in these China Cup mugs than you'd imagine. Next, Tayonori Conti versus Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's Championship. Serena Deeb looked really good in this match. Tayonara Conte with Anna Jay. They both look really good. <laughs> um, sorry. I can say what I want. Um, yeah. Anna Jay and the Dark Order um, come out. Um, Dark Order leave, but Anna Jay stays ringside to support Tayonara Conte. I think Tayonara will be really good in a few years' time. She's improved massively since the time on NXT. And I think... Just working. Keep working and working. She's only three years in, I think, the commentator said. And yeah, this was a pretty good match. It was just around the three-star range, and it was good. Serena D retained the title, as you'd expect, but they had some nice grappling, and yeah, decent match, and yeah, Tainora Conte is young. She looks like a star, so yeah, they've got, to, they've got to really get behind her and just give her some more experience, more matches, and I'm sure her time to win a title will come years down the line. Main event. Main event of the show, Brian Cage versus... Swaying again. Brian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. A lot of people like this match. I, I liked aspects of it. I didn't like other aspects of it. I mean, I, I think JR's going to side with me on this because he did make a comment at one point, which was exactly what I'm thinking. We had a cage throwing Darby Allen out of the ring through a table, yeah? Brain Cage takes a coughing drop onto the steel steps. 
At one point, Darby Allen gets his belt out and wraps it around the feet of Brian Cage. Brian Cage throws Darby Allen over the top rope to the floor. And I'm thinking, even JR sounded pissed off and was like, is this an ODQ? And I was asking myself genuinely the question, is this an ODQ match? It wasn't. And there's blood everywhere. And it was just a bit... They should have just made it a street fight if that's what it was going to be. But it was fun. There were some fun spots. But if you were looking at it deeply, then, yeah, there was a a few faults behind it. But I thought Brian Cage looked good on his offense. Darby Allen um, got a lot of sympathy on himself. And the end of the match came pretty much... I I think it was the end of the match that I didn't like. We had... Basically, Starts tried to interfere. The lights go out. Sting comes out. He finally does something. Nails Ricky Starts with um, the baseball bat twice. But the, the finish is Brian Cage and Ricky Starts are on the top rope. And it, Darby Allen hits the crucifix bomb into the roll-up for the pin, yeah? But if you actually watch it, Brian Cage lands flat on Darby Allen. And they went out of their way to tell us that Brian Cage was 100 pounds heavier than Darby Allen. And Brian Cage lands flat on Darby Allen, but Darby Allen wins. So it was just a bit like, hmm... I think it would have helped if fans would have been there again. Um, but it just felt a bit flat. The finish, snow falls, Darby Allen retains and the show goes off it. It was a bit of a, is that it? Sort of finish. But overall, Darby Allen retains. And overall, this was a really good Dynamite. It flew. I enjoyed it. And yeah, it was a good show. Probably like a 7, 7.5 out of 10. There was no great matches, but the show just flowed. There were some nice segments. There was nothing great, but there was nothing bad. I just liked the progression of some of the stories. And I like the directions they're going headed into Beach Blast and into Revolution. Um, next week on Dynamite, um, as I like that they always announce next week and we get these matches. We've got Jericho and MJF versus Guevara and Hager versus Proud and Powerful, as we alluded to before. Um, Private Party and Matt Hardy versus Top Flight and Matt Seidel. That'll be good. I can see Private Party and Top Flight maybe having, um, do you know what I mean, a bit of... Like a long-term rivalry, a little bit like, say, like your Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, where we see those teams face each other throughout the years. Um, I'd be, where were the acclaimed? I, I want to see the acclaimed. Hopefully, they're on next week's show. The acclaimed. Um, we've got Hangman Page and the Dark Order versus Hybrid Two and Chaos Project for it's a tribute to Minus One, Brody Lee's son's birthday next week. Um, so we've got that. That'll be interesting to see if Hangman Page joins the Dark Hole. They'll probably drag it out a little bit longer, won't they? Um, Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. I did like the look of Layla Hirsch last time we saw her, but where's Sheeda? Sheeda just... She'll wrestle one week, then we won't see her for three weeks. It's been a really weird... I'm turning that light on. That's better. Should have had it on the entire time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. We've got John Moxley in action as well. So next week's show, it's all right. Um, it's not one of the big theme shows, but headed into Beach Blast, I'm sure we'll get some announcements on what is coming there. So yeah, that was that was Dynamite. I talked about that for a little bit longer than I expected to. Um, but yeah, Pinak. Right, so we're going to finish the show just by quickly going over the show that I really did not, not like. And that was Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw 2021. The main event of the show because Drew McIntyre couldn't appear. So it was Triple H versus Randy Orton. They didn't bill it as that. It was just, will Triple H accept Randy Orton's challenge? And Miles better with the light on, isn't it? And Orton, if you've got a decent memory, which I do when it comes to wrestling... Orton goads Triple H into a match by using the exact same line that he did to goad him into a match at the Saudi Arabia show 18 months ago about, oh, your balls in Stephanie's purse. And I was like, 
That's lazy, that. The exact same, just the exact same thing. It's fair enough with the different wrestlers you're using to get into it, but the exact same wrestlers and the exact same wording to get him in to go Triple H into the match. And I was sat there thinking, Triple H and Randy Orton is main event in this Raw as we're building to the Royal Rumble. In 2009, Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble to face Triple H at WrestleMania. So, 11 years later, and one of the stories on Raw is Triple H versus Randy Orton. I mean, I did, I do have good memories of the feud, even as I was a bit younger then, but, yeah. And it, going back even earlier, Triple H and Randy Orton main evented Unforgiven 2004. 17 years ago, 17 years ago, in September, these two main evented the show. So yeah, that's WWE for you. A lot less viewers now than there was then. But yeah, the match only went three minutes, because um, we had the end, the show ended with Alexa Bliss, Shooting fire at Randy Orton. Enough said about that. But that's enough said. Um, also on the show was Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans. Ric Flair turns on his own daughter to side with Lacey Evans. It was just... It was poor. It was stupid. Who really believes that a 72-year-old... Ric Flair is going to turn on Charlotte. Now, they've done this before as well. Ric Flair's. No, Charlotte turned on. Who cares? They've all turned on each other. We don't need to see it again. As I alluded to, Matt Riddle lost clean to Bobby Lashley in five minutes and then went on to proceed to get beat down by the Hurt Business. And you wonder why you can't get any baby faces over Vince except Drew. Drew gets over by beating everyone he faces pretty much. That's how you get a baby face. It's almost like they don't want Matt Riddle to get over. Um, I'm going to finish by talking about this. Keith Lee and Sheamus. Keith Lee and Sheamus, right, win a tag team match, yeah? Right? They win the tag team match and they hug each other, yeah? We go to the adverts, the commercials. Come back. And bear in mind when Rose and I'm half on my phone, half messing about, half drinking coffee, right? To try and cheer myself up, right? Come back. And the commentator's like, oh, Keith Lee and Sheamus are in a match. I'm like, they were just hugging each other as we went off air, as we went to the commercial. What's happened? They didn't even bother to show us. They didn't even bother to show us. The camera cut off, then I thought maybe my time had gone. Um, but they didn't even bother to show us. They didn't even bother to show us. Couldn't believe it. And I don't know what's going on with the camera. Sorry for you audio listeners, but they didn't even bother to tell us why this was going on. Why have Keith Lee, why have Keith Lee and Sheamus having this match? Didn't bother to tell us. And then at the end of the match, Keith Lee beat Sheamus clean. Keith Lee offers a friendly handshake after they've already like raised each other's hands after the match, the victory before. <laughs> and Keith Lee and Sheamus hug. So we've gone from them winning. We've gone from them winning. A tag team match, yeah? All happy, we go off to the commercial, we come back, they ate each other, they're having a, they're having a match. We, they didn't even bother to tell us why. And then we go from that, oh, let's hug! <sighs> Honestly, I don't know what... I know they had to book this show last minute because a lot of people were off the show last minute, but come on, I mean, it's not hard to... Vince, you're like whittering onto the commentators down the mic. Tell them, go on, tell, tell, tell the viewers a reason, a reason why this match is taking place. Or at least they could show something, but no, no. I don't know why this match took place. 
I don't know why. I don't. I, I don't know what was going on. Keith Lee versus Sheamus. It took. It felt like Keith Lee and Sheamus were on my TV for ages, ages, which they were. Just terrible, terrible booking with this match. And oh, Keith Lee, another one. He should be. He should be right at the top. He is one of the best guys that you've got, along with Matt Riddle. Along with AJ Styles, get him right up to the top. Keith Lee should be Keith Lee and Matt Riddle should be your top two baby faces on Raw right now. But no, it's all about pushing Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, Raw Raw was fucking shit. Sorry to swear, but yeah, it it was bad. It was a bad show. And yeah, dear me. Right, so that was it. So we've talked about everything on this show. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed recording. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. It's all doing these solo podcasts. You know what I mean? You don't get to take a breath. All you get is a little bit of coffee. But yeah, so that was it. We've gone through everything. This weekend, we've got... Make sure you watch Hard to Kill. I don't really watch much Impact anymore. Um, I think the last pay-per-view I watched was probably like a year ago um, when LAX, as they were once called, were tearing it up with Penta and Phoenix. But, and Tessa Blanchard, whatever happened to her, she should be on AEW. I know some people cry about that, but she should. Um, I'm going to watch this Impact pay-per-view. I'm not really looking forward to watching the show with nobody there, but Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are teaming up to take on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Gun. So there's no other wrestling on this weekend, so I might as well watch Hard to Kill. And um, We've also got Deanna Parazzo, who's always been good, taking on Taya Valkyrie, who's... Mm, um, Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre match in front of no one. So, yeah. Summit to watch. I'll be watching that. Hard to kill. I'll be watching Smack. I'll maybe even do a quick show on Monday. But yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, I'm at the plan going forward for the podcast is I know it's it says there there yeah like it. Uh, it says WWE versus AEW live. We're not live, but we're going to be. I'm hoping to get the show streamed onto Twitch, streamed onto YouTube, and live on Twitter. Get a bit more involvement for our listeners. We'll always be available on, via audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, the Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Um, the Twitter at WWE versus AEW. If you want to follow me, me personally, um, it's at ball, at B A L. B Daniel, that's Ball B Daniel. If you want to follow my personal Twitter, but yeah, I need to get a better camera. That is what I need to do, um, and I'm going to be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll be sorted for that Royal Rumble preview show um, with Tebs. Where I'm hoping that's going to be the debut of actually the podcast live. Um, but yeah, please retweet the podcast, comment it, like it. Please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. It does help the growth of the show. I've enjoyed recording this show, and yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I had to say. I'm now going to upload this podcast and go on a run. Hopefully it's not raining outside. Then probably watch a bit of Arsenal Crystal Palace tonight. Um, Every football match is getting postponed at the moment. I suppose it's the same for everything. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Subscribe, do all that stuff. I'm Daniel, and I will see you maybe on Monday, maybe on Sunday to review Hard to Kill and Smackdown. If the good show's... If you're watching Hard to Kill and it's shit, don't expect a podcast reviewing it or if nothing happens. If not, I'll be back next Thursday to talk about next week's Dynamite and probably, I'm probably going to have to watch Raw, Rana. So yeah, we'll be back on the show next week. So please check that out. I'm Daniel and I will see you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. See you later.